Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And now, back to The Week That Was with Joe Palmisano on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Let's not forget the great rivalry, William and Mary taking on Nick and Judy. Okay. I'm buying into it. You guys didn't even get that. I think it just went over your head. (laughs) I was reading. How about rice, 14, macaroni, 2 for 25? That's another score from last night. You have control of his microphone, don't you? Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, how many freshmen, how many Michigan freshmen does it take to change a light bulb? I know the answer, but I'll let you read. Two. Derek? Oh, we're joined by Derek Filo now. Yeah, yeah. Fiello. There you go. (laughs) Fiello. I'm going to do it right. How many? Zero. Why? It's a sophomore course. Bingo! <laughs> what did the Michigan graduate say to the Ohio State graduate? Welcome to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> May I take your order, yeah, please? <laughs> uh, hey, you hear about the power outage at the University of Michigan Library? No. Forty students got stuck on the escalator for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. What's the only sign of intelligent life in Ann Arbor? Mm. Columbus, 187 <laughs> miles. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, okay. What's the average University of Michigan student get on their SATs? Drool. <laughs> I heard that. I've, 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 it's a good one, too. How do you get a Michigan grad <laughs> off of your front porch? Paying for the pizza. Yeah, you go. <laughs> Keep it coming. Uh, that's good. Oh, I love it. Did you? Uh, I was. I was so impressed with the, uh, with Jim Trussell. I mean, oh, I, uh, first man. of all, I, I, you know, he went through being a coach at a major university like Ohio State. You're under the microscope, um, but he is a quality human being. And uh, to go, how many? Co- I don't know if there's any other coach I've ever known that went from being a college football coach to being president of a university and doing a great job at it, by the way. I wonder what is harder for him, being the president of YSU or a coach at Ohio State? Well, I will say this. You're not on ESPN 24 hours a day. Your life isn't under a microscope as a college president. You still have things you have to do and you have goals you have to set. But you're not completely, I mean, it's not like, you know, Jim Dressel uh, changed his pen today that he's using when he signed his documents. He's not using the normal pen that he didn't, you know, it doesn't work like that. It's like when I right. was a coach, you know, you could be you could be brilliant 
one quarter and you could be the biggest idiot and, and fans go from cheering you to booing you. And I used to tell people all the time, and it, and we were talking about I was talking about it, a friend of mine, Andy Fry, is the head coach of Center College, and they're playing Mount Union today. And he was in town last night. They stayed at the, the team stayed at the, Bel- at the Holiday Inn at Belden Village. And I went over and saw he and his wife, Cindy, and they're great people, and I haven't seen them in a while. And um, we were talking and we were joking about the fact that, you know, you don't, I used to tell people this all the time when I coached, hey, look, I don't come to your place and tell you how to do, fit a pipe or do something else, but you could come to my place and critique what I do. That's the difference between being a college coach and a president. Nobody sits in his office. They don't, they're not sitting in the office going, I don't think you sat correctly. <laughs> you know? They that probably kind do of that thing. to the Notre Dame coach. So does that answer your question? It does. But you know what? I bet you if you ask him that question, he'll say president right now. <laughs> uh, you know, I should have asked him that question, but we were under gun. If we had a half hour, that whole half hour, uh, that's a great question to ask. Yeah, that's, that's a great. I question. had one encounter with him. It was a playoff game at Fawcett Stadium, and he came to town to watch McKinley and Steve Miller when he was defensive end. Steve and, Miller band? Uh, yeah, then then too they played at halftime. What? Okay. Stop it. Okay, right. and so he, he they gave him a tour. He went up to the roof. I'd never been at the roof at Fawcett, and went up there and we saw him, and he was so cordial and so kind, just approachable, shook He's our good hands, guy. talked to us. And I was just so impressed with him. He's yeah. just a wonderful demeanor and just a wonderful man. Yeah. And in, in, in football, being under the pressure. Speaking of pressure, oh, we got to take a break. Darn, <laughs> darn. Right. Speaking real, of pressure, we got to take a break. Pressure, yeah. Sean's giving me pressure. Under pressure. <laughs> Stay tuned. Don't sit this one out. Here's Joe Palmisano on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Oh, that's real Ohio State, Michigan music. Tears of a Clown, Harbaugh. Very good. By the way, they Jim Harbaugh came out this morning and said that he was only going to address 20 players for this game. And, and the media asked him, Coach, you're only dressing 20 players? And he said, yes, the other ones will have to dress themselves. Danny <laughs> 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 was so fixed on that. So was Derek. <laughs> and I saw it was coming. Oh, no, Derek wasn't. Yeah, but there's a deer in the headlight look there, guys. I mean, come on. <laughs> You knew it was coming. I, oh God, yes. It's, it, Dude, you know, fun. I've worked with you enough years, you're and no I know fun. it's coming. So. By the way, Derek, thank you for coming in. Yeah, half I appreciate hour late, you did a game thanks. last night. You did the Hoban game. Yeah. What do you think? Hoban is the real deal. What do you think about Maslin and Hoban? It's going to be epic. It really is. I've had Hoban two weeks in a row now. John and I have, and uh, we had Maslin three times this year. And I honestly think they're the best two teams in the state, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, it is, and and really, a lot of people kind of write this off and say, "Oh, you know, you pencil in Hoban, three-time state champ, oh, this yeah, and that." Sure. Masson's got a a really good shot at taking them down. They do, they do. I think as you know, as Hoban keeps <laughs> going week to week, and they have their powers, I think Masson matches up very well with those powers. I do. 
I do, and and obviously everyone knows I'm a, I'm a Hoban grad. Um, I I'm very fond of that school and what it meant to me. Uh, but I am I am honestly, honestly, and this is true. I am going into this game completely neutral because I I love what Maslin is doing. I I have met and spoken with Jameer Thomas multiple times um, at at the banquet and different things. I, I think he's a quality young man. Um, I think all of the young men that I have met are quality young men. And, and I, I love what Nate Moore and his coaching staff are doing there. Uh, Paul Salvino was an ex-player of mine. He is the superintendent of Maslin, and I, I admire him and and care for him, uh, proud of him. So, I mean, I'm going into this game very, very neutral. And I didn't think I could be at the beginning, but I, I really am. And I, I I just, whoever wins, wins. But I think Masson's got a great shot at this. Now yeah, my, in my, agreement, yeah. Now, if anybody from Hoban's listening, they're probably – Taking my plaque off the wall there, and I'm I'm you have to mail back your diploma. I'm no longer in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> they want everything back now, don't they? <laughs> yes, it's like a country western song played backwards. <laughs> I, uh, so we'll 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 see how that all shakes out. I'm looking forward to doing that game. We talked before. We just have a couple more minutes, but I wanted to. You think Jim Trussell stays? Or Jim Trussell. Well, he could probably, yeah. He likes it over <laughs> Jim there. Trussell yeah, will so. be president forever. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Urban Meyer stays beyond this year? And I just want to get, we don't have a lot of time, so just a quick. No. Yes. I think so. Yes. I, I do, too. I do, too. I think he, and why do you think he leaves? If he I, loses today, what? I, uh, I think it's the health. Yeah, I mean, he has not looked good on the sidelines <clears throat> No. For half this season. It was okay. agonizing watching was, him last very week. True. Yeah. Very true. Very true. I thought yeah. he was going to pass out. Exactly. And that's the only reason. I mean, they'll never run him out of Columbus, but I think he's going to We talked about that on the drive, that. that just terms of health and his overall appearance, you could just see it. the health combined with the stresses of the game were wearing him down. Is that enough that he can't reboot and, and come yeah. back? I don't know. And he's not an ego guy. I mean, he doesn't. Oh, I think he's got an ego. Well, I I think I think any co- any successful well, coach has an ego. Ego, but you know what? And and yes, he wants to win. But I think health and family are important to him. Well, and that's the only reason well, why. There you go. Yeah. I think he's driven though too. He is. That's the other side of it. Yeah. I and I I'm gonna say I I will tell you, um, that that is probably one of the most you know being a head coach is one of the most stressful things, but. The thing about it is, you got to have fun. You got to combine the stress with having fun with your players. If it gets to the point where it isn't fun anymore, that's when I knew it was time for me to get out. When I wasn't having any fun anymore. Okay. And you know, it's too tough of a job not to have fun. And and that's the time you you have to step away. I would totally agree. I, I coached for eight years at the high school level, and uh, I. I I got out of it at the same time, you yeah. know, when I wasn't having fun. There you go. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we're going to hear from Keith Byers. 
Heisman Trophy runner-up to Doug Flutie. I told him, you'll hear it in the interview. He lost the Heisman Trophy because of one Hail Mary pass. And we're going to talk about that with Keith Byers. When the week that was returns on Newstalk 1480 WHBC. And now, here's Joe Palmisano on Newstalk 1480 WHBC. Join a love train, love train. I wanted to be a pip so badly. You are. No, pip. Oh, okay. I am... Um, <laughs> Okay, I get confused. Keith Byers Byers grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Always knew about the Ohio State-Michigan game, everything. Became one of the greatest running backs in the history of Ohio State. 1984, Byers finished second in the Heisman uh, voting. He thinks, and I do too, that he deserved to win it that year. He gained 2,441 all-purpose yards that year, including 1,764 rushing yards, 22 touchdowns. He, he's remembered by, he had a 76-yard run. Um, oh, I know what this is. In a 45-38 to 38 win in one of the games where he had a 67-yard run, he lost his shoe yes. on the Illinois 40-yard line yep. and didn't break stride and ran into the end zone. He uh, finished, despite losing almost all his senior year because of an injury, he ended up finishing with 4,369 total yards, 3,200 yards rushing, 50 touchdowns. And the 50 touchdowns remained second most in school history. He went on to have a 13-year pro career, which I told him, and you'll hear in the interview, that a, a year for a running back in the NFL is like dog years. He had 13 years playing football. Great blocker, great pass catcher, and also threw six touchdown passes in his career in the pros. Six of six. And one he threw in college, he was one for one with a touchdown. Oh, my gosh. I asked him if he played quarterback. He said he never played quarterback, never wanted to. But Keith Byers will go down as, as one of the greatest running backs ever to play at Ohio State. And I was able to speak with him yesterday. You had a great career at Ohio State. You finished second in the Heisman Trophy balloting to Doug Flutie. And I was thinking about this, and you were probably a Hail Mary pass away from winning the Heisman Trophy. If that didn't happen, you you might have won that. Well, I think I should have won it <laughs> with or without a Hail Mary pass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think what I did you know, was truly highly trophy worthy. Uh, and so uh, I, I have no regrets. I thought, you know, that season should have been a Heisman Trophy winner with or without the, the uh, Hail Mary pass. The only thing was that the Hail Mary pass came the day after Thanksgiving uh, when my season was already over. In those days, we finished playing before Thanksgiving. The Saturday before Thanksgiving was a Michigan game. 
So the, my body of work had already been done. And so Boston College still had one more game to play on national TV. And so everybody was still sitting around eating their turkey. And they saw that play. Yes. And they went with the last team they saw, not with the best thing that they saw all season long. Exactly. And it just so happened to be the Hail Mary pass at the end. You had a very nice 13-year career in the NFL, which back then, I mean, you were considered a great blocker, a great runner, a receiver, obviously a passer. But I look back at the NFL back then when you played, and, and 13 years, a season is like you have to look at it almost in dog years. I mean, to, to play 13 yeah. seasons in the NFL, that's pretty that's an amazing accomplishment. Quite a, quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I really, you know, take pride in that and look back over my career and, you know, have no regrets because uh, what you want to do is give it the best you have while you're out there. And, you know, and I think I did that. And, you know, I look back over the 13 years, I can hardly think of wasn't very many plays that I played over that long time where I didn't get contact. Well, I was getting hit or hitting somebody. <laughs> so a lot of hits, a lot of blows to the body. But if you ask me to do it all over again, I would get to the first line and do it all over again. How do you feel now physically? Good? Yeah, overall, I feel good. Yeah, as long as I'm smart, then don't do stupid things like run on concrete and things like that. I can't run. I won't be entering any marathon times no time soon. But uh, overall, uh, I think I came out pretty good. Good, good. I wanted to get into this. You grew up in Dayton, Ohio. So you knew as a young man growing up, uh, an athlete interested in football, obviously how important the Ohio State-Michigan game was. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, that's, you know uh, ever since I've been watching that game as a kid, and even even more so, you know, as an adult, uh, it's always been, a, you know, must-see TV as a kid to watch that Saturday game, you know, in November, the, the two teams and whoever won, you know, when I always cheer for Ohio State, my rest of my year was made all the way through the holidays. And whoever lost, I just always put a bitter taste in my mouth until they met again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think that they can get that, that win in the field again. So, you know, a day doesn't, uh, a year doesn't go by when I don't think about that game and, you know, the importance of it. And it, it really is everything that they say, you know, it is and should be. Uh, it is the greatest rivalry in all the sports, not just college football, but in all the sports, yeah, it's the greatest rivalry. And the only thing that's come closest to being number one with it would be the Army-Navy yeah. rivalry because of what it means to this country. But the Yankees, Red Sox, Alabama, Auburn, USC, UCLA, nothing close to that. Nothing close to that, Michigan. It is without a doubt, you know, the, the only thing on, on the schedule that, that means something. You played in a Super Bowl with the New England Patriots, and you played in the Ohio State-Michigan game. When you look back and you kind of sort everything out in your life and your career, which game was the most important to you? Ooh. Wow, that's a good question. I, I don't uh, – it's a hard question to answer that question, you know, straight up with, without black and white, but the, uh, the Ohio State-Michigan game – would probably have a slight edge because you knew that you were going to play in that game if you got to go to you know one or two universities and what it meant to you. And the Super Bowl is, is right up there too because you don't play football without playing in the Super Bowl as a kid. But you always dream of playing in Super Bowls, you know, one day. 
But the impact and the lasting feeling, I always remember, you know, those four games, you know, against Michigan because that, that's just, just, that's a little bit, that's higher than the Super Bowl, you know, in my book. Because yeah. it means so much to you because the few times that Ohio State does lose, you know, to Michigan, you know, it bothers me all season long. I mean, it could be the month of April, and I thought about what happened back in November. Like, man, we got to beat that team. We, we're not, we, we're supposed to all, I hate losing to that. <laughs> and so it means something to you. It, it really does. And so when Ohio State does win, you know, my year is made. Not just my week, not just my day, but my whole year is made. I'm like, yep, they got to wait a whole another year before they get to do it again. Yeah. And we spank them again. So I always enjoy when Ohio State beats Michigan. Makes a mess of mess of my year go well. <laughs> now, you, you knew about this game, but now you go to Ohio State University. And here comes Michigan-Ohio State week. Were you still shocked the first time? Uh, no, not shocked. It was uh, expected because, you know, you're describing I get to watch the game from a different angle. You know, prior to going to Ohio State, I'm, I'm a fan like everyone else is a fan. And... I'm only looking at it on television. Now, once I get a scholarship and go to Ohio State, now I'm on the, not just on the outside looking in, I'm on the inside, you know, looking out. And I'm a part of the preparation all year long, all week long. And it really means something. And now, you know, my freshman year, you know, the Michigan week was not like any other week on the calendar. You know, it's just different. Everything that you do, everything you say, I mean, you have a typical week of practice, and it's not like Michigan week of practice. You know, everything is heightened from, you know, the, the day, the, the minute after the, the previous game is over with until you play Michigan again that, that, that next week. I mean, we hardly ever watch film of the game we played before because it's all about Michigan from that Saturday night all the way until that Saturday afternoon at 12 o'clock when we get to, you know, strap it up against the team up north. I mean, practices are different. Nobody's, you know, laughing and joking. The meetings, everybody's highly attention to detail. And so it means something. You and I both played for Earl Bruce. He was so intense normally. Anyway, he was intense with everything he did. What was it like being around him for this week for the Michigan game? It was different. I mean, Earl would always bring me in his office and set me aside and, like, you know, uh, lay, lay the law down on me, like, this game is important. You had a great year. But it doesn't mean anything if you don't do nothing against this team up north. You know, a five-yard run is like a ten-yard run. You, you know, so everything is doubled in this game. You know, so like if you have to fumble the ball, that's like you fumble the ball twice. You know, so don't put the ball on the ground. I'm like, no coach, I'm not going to put the ball on the ground. So all those little things, you know, are heightened, you know, by Earl. I mean, he is intense. I mean, it's something, you know, he's just a, a different – different guy that week because it is a different week and Michigan shouldn't be treated like any other opponent on your schedule because, you know, it's, it means something to the players. It means something to the coaches. It means something to the fans. It means something to the state of Ohio. You know, it's, it's, it's big. It's, it's that important to us. Yeah. You, you look at this year's game, Keith, Ohio state has been struggling to put a complete team or game together this year. Urban looks really distressed it's almost. It was almost hard to watch him at, in the previous game when you know. I, I actually thought he was going to pass out. Now I'm. I know he's going to come back, and, and Michigan finally has a quarterback. Yet 
I see Ohio State finding a way to win this game. How about you? Well, they, they've done that 10 times this year. They found ways to win ball games. You know, won them a variety of ways, not necessarily a way that we would always draw them up. But the bottom line is when 60 minutes or overtime is over with, did they come out on top? And they've done that 10 out of 11 times. Uh, so this week, you know, shouldn't be any different. You know, kind of my analysis, you know, of this game, uh, Michigan hasn't played a quarterback like us. Like, you know, the, the, you know, the best quarterback they faced all season was Chase McSorley from uh, Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michigan's defense would be the best defense we faced this year. Uh, I think that if it gets into a slower press, you know, that favors us. If it's more of a close game, a low-scoring game, you know, it'll be a, it'll come down to turnovers. You know, who makes it, you know, who turns the ball over the least. But either way, Ohio State can win a, a knock-em-down drag-out game. If it's a low-scoring game, that really favors Ohio State because that means our defense is playing extremely well if it's a low-scoring game. <laughs> and so I don't think they could stop us in a, in a low-scoring game. I think a low-scoring game for us would be if we have scored you know, but 21 points, you know, that would be a low scoring. But if it's a high scoring game, 30 points or more better, you know, that they Michigan have a hard time keeping up with us in a higher scoring game. Yeah. Now you, you co-host uh, a sports radio show now in Dayton, Ohio, correct? Well, I have my own show. Or I have my own weekly show on Mondays. Oh, okay. Uh, and then sometimes I join, you know, my other partners throughout the week. But I have my own solo show on our Mondays. So, at, uh, at uh, 12 o'clock. Uh, and, and W-I-N-G. W-I-N-G, right. A.M. in Dayton, yeah. Ohio? A.M. in Dayton, A.M. 1460. Are you yeah. going to be at the game professionally or as a kind of a celebrity or as a guest? Well, I, 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 I'm not going to be able to make it this year. I, I'm going to watch it from home. Okay. I, I usually go to the Ohio State Michigan game, but this year I'm going to stay at home and watch it. All right. You know, from afar. You do that by yeah. yourself? To take everybody out of the room, just you, because yeah, I'm not good company when I'm watching the, you know, the game at home <laughs> by myself. My wife, she'll walk through the room every once in a while, but basically, she leaves me to myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like yeah. that at big games too. I don't want to be around a lot of people, like, because I don't want to hear a whole lot of talking. Right, right. I agree. Right. <laughs> you know, like tomorrow, uh, so I can't wait to Saturday at twelve o'clock to start. You know the. Uh, to go out there and, you know, get after Michigan. So I always tell the players, especially the running backs, you're never alone. I'm with you. I, I tell J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber, every carry you tell me you carry the ball, I'm with you. <laughs> so I get to play through you guys. I don't get to play physically, but I play emotionally and spiritually, you know, through you guys. And so I'm running every play. So that's another reason why I need to be home alone. <laughs> I hear you. Keith Byers, great player at Ohio State. Um, uh, unbelievable pro career, 13 seasons as a running back. And and the way you played and how hard you played and how well you played, you have left a legacy there. And I thank you so much for spending time with me today. Well, you're very welcome. Have a good day. You have a great one. Thank you, Keith. It was Heisman Trophy, runner-up. Uh, should have won it. Keith Byers from Ohio State. When we return, we'll have some discussions here. Uh, we do have our contest coming up. we got to get that out of the way. And then at 10 o'clock, we're going to talk to my teammate, 
and former Ohio State running back coach. Actually, he was Keith Byers' running backs coach at Ohio State, Wayne Stanley. We're going to talk to him live from Columbus, where he lives, at 10 o'clock. Get your phone fingers ready. It's contest time. It is contest time. It's an Ohio State uh, themed trivia contest today. And you will win one pair of tickets to see the Nutcracker performed by the Canton Ballet December 7th, 8th, or 9th at the Canton Palace Theater. Wow, look at the lines. They're lit up. Which one do I go to? I'm going to go to caller number three. What's your name, please? Guess who? It's Liz! <laughs> this is an amazing lady. Um, I, I'm, these phones are something else. These phones? <laughs> yeah, well, you do. Well, well, I'm, li- I'm learning how to dial quick on on the. Liz, you know. you're you're doing a pretty good job. I mean, when you when you were born, telephones were still using the letters, the walnut you three, bet. and you bet they were. I know. They were. You know, Did and you it's, have a nice Thanksgiving. I, nice I had a great Thanksgiving. I was with my mom. And with your mom. My right. mom and my sister came over, and it was wonderful. Did you have a great Thanksgiving? Thank the Lord. I sure did. Oh, I'm sure. so glad. Your family came? A couple of my sons. I, I went to their house. Oh, that's awesome. I Liz. went to their house. I'm so glad to hear that. So yes. which... So you gave the gift, you gave the other gift to one of your sons, right? Uh, yeah, my, my grandson's going to uh, use it. All right, so now you've... He was on the McKinley golf court. Uh, um, golf team? McKinley golf team, yes, yes. Wow. And and uh, I thought, oh, he'll like that, and he did. Well, he, he didn't use it yet, I don't think. Well, he needs to use it. But um, I know. Or else give it back, darn it. <laughs> I no, I tried to get that other one last. Well, last this time. one you got to give to your uh, to uh, to a uh, girl. I know. I'm trying to think. I've got one daughter. All right. Well, you got here though. Well, then she can't use it. No. Because I'll, I'll don't worry. I'll, uh, I got I got. You know, get one of your daughter. sons to take you. <laughs> well, I would enjoy it. Believe it or not, my my sister. 90 years old, plays piano yet for ballet for for the girls that are learning. Oh, wow. Teaching and all. Liz is, and, by the uh, way, Liz is 93, guys. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but she's, um, um, yeah, so I know, I know all about, I've met uh, um, the only. Crowley. The only nutcracker um, I've seen are the ones at my, that were at my grandfather's house and we used to crack walnuts at the end of dinner. Oh, <laughs> that's the only nutcracker I know, and it didn't dance. I know some of your jokes. Some of your jokes in the program. <laughs> All right, Liz. Here we go. I got to go because we're we're running right. short of time. Yes. In the 1980s, what Ohio State quarterback chucked the ball out of bounds to stop the clock on fourth down? I'll take Mike Tomczak. You did well. In the early 1980s, one hefty runner. Dash for a long TD against Illinois over 50 yards of it with only one shoe on. I guess Keith Byers. Yes. <laughs> what? When did Woody Hayes retire? When did what? Woody Hayes retire. 
1978. You're the best. Liz, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. Well, you taught me the answers. Well, I told you the answers, but you're still brilliant. Hey, Liz, God bless you. God bless you. I'm going to put you on hold, and you have a great one. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, Joe. Don't hang up. All right. All right. That's Liz. She is amazing. I love her. I can't wait to meet her someday. She did well. Yeah, my my grandfather's nutcracker didn't dance and didn't have a tutu. Just crack nuts. Don't, just don't spit. I just know. let him go. Okay, just let him go. I mean, I did it, but... All right, when we come back, we're going to talk more. we got to close at 1030. I, these guys are going, why did we come here today? It's all live reads and... That's why we're here, for the live reads, and we get to see you live doing it. That's why we're here. Okay. Stay tuned. We'll be back.